the Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Rightio, here we go. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Jamie Milne here with the uh, JMT podcast. Team, I've got two amazing guests. The band's back together. <laughs> I've got two amazing guests with me. They both share a similar message, uh, a similar journey in common together. They come from different walks of life. We've got the amazing Kerry Atherton here. Kerry Atherton is, a, if I'm correct, an addiction, alcohol, drug counsellor. Is that, is that yeah, correct? That's yeah, that's it. Yes. Both individuals here are authors as well. You've got the uh, Stories of Hope Australia. Yeah, Stories of Hope Australia, everyday people, extraordinary stories. Oh, here we go. Wow. We've got the mantis of muscle over here, <laughs> Leon. My uh, my young fella who's uh, eight years of age, just a really quick story. I said to him, oh, this is, uh, this is Leon. You know, say hello to Leon and it's like, it's embodied by Leon. <laughs> I was like, oh, even he knows who Leon is. God, won't it, huh? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Leon here is also an author. Bro, tell us quickly about your book. You came to the book yeah, launch. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, my, my my journey over the last seven years has been has been total adversity. If I be straight down, straight down the line and honest, and um, and there's a lot. There's a, I've lost a lot of loved one through suicide. And these are people that I've actually been working with. So it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. So I've been working super hard the last, you know, four or five years, especially Jamie, to to reduce the suicide on the Sunshine Coast because unfortunately the Sunshine Coast is the highest suicide town in the country. So so for me living in this town, I just feel like I have an obligation and, and I feel I have the energy and drive and passion to be able to make a difference, Jamie. So, so I've put this all in the book and, I, and I've, I've been very open, open and honest about some stories about what I've been through and how I've overcome the adversity yeah. and, and how the general public and how anyone can use simple tools to overcome adversity. So that was the, the whole the whole method behind the book to try basically education, my education because I think that's what we're lacking a little bit here. Yeah. The, the world is lacking a little bit on suicide. Yeah. But yeah. um but you know we're I'm doing my best to try to change that. Mate, you're doing a great job. And our, our topic of discussion today, awesome bro, is uh you never know who's struggling. Yeah. Which is a which is a massive and it you know it is a it is a I, I don't mean to use the words interesting but it's a subject that people I know even myself I have a, a small experience with suicide uh, I have a greater experience with addiction I have I have problems with alcohol myself personally um, I love alcohol it just doesn't love me very much and funnily <laughs> enough that's that's how I got to meet the lovely Carrie yeah. um, I was struggling at one stage had a few too many drinks and got myself a bit sideways and few dark clouds rolled in and it's funny how the universe works uh, uh, in mysterious ways Kerry put a post up on Facebook and I I hadn't been touched by a a message or somebody's post in a very long time and that one struck me and I didn't know Kerry personally and I thought I just have to reach out to this um this amazing woman and and here we are so yeah yeah it was pretty pretty amazing so the as I was saying the to- the topic of discussion today is you know you never know who's struggling what what's can I ask that message? I mean, what, what was my message? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah let, let so I basically had a picture of my face, and plastered across that, I had alcoholism is no discriminator, um, or there or something like that. And then my my wow. message was that if you're thinking alcoholic 
and you think park drunk, think again. I am the face of alcoholism. Wow. Oh, yeah. man, it was, it was potent. Yeah. It wow. knocked me off my chair. Yeah. It really did. Yeah, that, that, that's fascinating because that's, and that's incredible you say that because when, when back to the first question you'll get to is about looking for signs and symptoms and, and, and why people are suicidal like mental illness and, and looking for masking agents. And I spend a lot of my time trying to educate people. You know, like I say, if someone's, you know, t- abusing drugs and abusing alcohol, well, you know what, don't downgrade them. Let, let's look at why. Maybe those people, they're the ones we need to be addressing. Mm. They're the ones we need to be sitting down having a chat. You know, are you, are you guys all right? You know, what, what are you going through? And, and, and maybe they might need someone to listen to because usually, you know, drugs and alcohol is, is a masking agent for a specific reason. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Would you, would, so we're saying there, look, alcohol and drug use is like a symptom. It's not the cause. Is that, oh, or, or what, what's, what's your thoughts on that? There's a, there's a lot of different mm. thoughts, of school, uh, school of thoughts around this. Um, there's a, definitely a pre disposition genetic factor yeah so both my dad's parents were alcoholics actually died from alcoholism before i was born and both my parents were alcoholics okay and then um myself and another family member are as well yeah so there's also a huge link between addictions especially alcoholism and sexual abuse yeah okay um and i'll be open and and that happened to me i was sexually assaulted by a pedophile when i was nine and uh, that event destroyed my life. It changed the whole course of my life. Oh, and Christ. then um, again, when I was 17, I was actually raped, victim of rape. So that was wow. another consequence of being a, um, a vulnerable female. Yeah. I mean, it happens to a lot of women. Um, and at the time, I just happened to be drunk. So that's a whole nother topic and another story. Yeah. But Thank you for our, sharing that, Kerry. That's, that's heavy, mate. That's, yeah. So that's, well, I, sh- I share this because so many people are struggling in silence and that's our yeah. topic, isn't it? You never know who's struggling. Yeah. And um, when I tell people that I'm a recovering alcoholic, they, they look at me and they go, you, you don't look like an alcoholic. You don't act like an alcoholic. Yeah. But in the post, mm. I mentioned that I'm literally one drink away from being a drunk. Yeah. And I'm not going to give away my age um, and say exactly how many years I've been sober because I'm having a birthday soon and I've stopped counting after that. <laughs> it goes, it goes in reverse, Kerry. Yeah, it goes in reverse. Yeah. Don't you worry. I have not had a drink for over 35 years. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So you started super, super young then. Yeah. <laughs> say that then. See, that was my it. first beer yeah. at three and a half. Yeah, that's three and a half. That was my first beer. Big four years And it was 4X. 4X. Please. Corona at jail. Don't mind if I do. But it's a form of escapism from pain. Yeah, totally. You know, is. I mean, I think drug addiction is, is a bit different to alcoholism because. Anyone can become a drug addict because the drugs themselves are addictive. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is an alcoholic. I totally, I totally agree. So, Kerry, in- interesting, back to my first little statement, how yeah. obviously you've been through such crazy adversity. And, yeah. and, and again, kudos for you now to use it, using your adversity to your strengths and you're educating people Thank out there. You, Do you find that obviously what you have been through, did, did that drop you down into a deep, dark depression? Do you find that? Oh, gosh. Because that's obviously yeah. pretty traumatic. So back to my start where we, when we're talking about alcohol, you know, obviously there almost seems to be a reason behind the abuse of it. It's a blocking agents, you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, yeah, obviously it's hereditary and stuff, but if we went back to and look at the symptoms, back, 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 
there might have been something that was getting blocked out back by the generation to generation. So, yeah. so obviously, well, you went through your turn of alcohol, and that could have been at that specific moment. You're going, you know, this is what I this is what I used to deal with what you were going through because that's super traumatic. So easily available, well, though, isn't it? That, 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 and that's one of the sorry to yeah, jump no. in. It's just so, so easily available. Alcohol, you know, you're going to get a bag of cocaine or heroin or weed, not so accessible. Yeah. You know, you've got to do a bit of work most of the time. Booze, we just swing by Dan Murphy's while we're going to get the washing powder from yeah. Coles. Well, or, well the yeah. parents have it in the cupboard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't need to go it's searching if yeah. we're all right there. Yeah. yeah. Passion fruit pop when I started. Yes. <laughs> and my passion fruit pop, yeah. rest in peace. God bless it. So you have to be somewhere around that early 40s. <laughs> <before you, before laughs> you know, piece it together. Was, uh, what I turned to when I was 16 or something, you know. But you know, something that I've heard, and literally being in Alcoholics Anonymous for, for so many years, I've heard thousands of stories. Yeah. And the one thing that every speaker has in common is they all say, that they felt like the apple in the orange bowl, mm, like yeah. they just never fitted in. Yeah. And I remember at five years old, four, going to preschool and just feeling like an alien with two heads. Yeah. And so I was always trying to escape from reality. Mm. But my mum um, was very depressed and she drank till I was 12. And I had a lot of tra childhood trauma as a result of her being suicidal and depressed. And I witnessed her being electrocuted when I was seven years old. And that was, wow. she actually died and came back to life. But that was a very traumatic experience. Jesus wow. And then after I was um, molested by the pedophile on holidays, my mum and dad took me to a psychiatrist and put me on pills. And... When I had the pills, I thought, now is this is what I can use now to escape from reality. And so I became addicted to the pills. And then when I got my hands on alcohol, it was um, the first drink was a whole cask of wine that was boiling hot. In the middle of summer, I had been hidden under the caravan across the road by my brothers. And I was just violently ill, but the effect, I felt like for the first time in my life, it coloured me in. Mm. I felt normal for normal. the first time. That's an articulate and I thought, way of describing it. Yeah, that's, that's it. I've got what I need now to get through life. Yeah. Yeah. To escape from reality. See, I, I can totally understand where you can. Yeah. A couple of boozers over here. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of drugs. Yeah. I can, look, I can totally understand. Yeah. And I, when I was explaining it the other day, because I had the same thing. Somebody said to me, oh, mate, I would never have picked you as an alky. And it's like, well, you obviously don't know me very well, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. to what, start are we, with, what are we meant to look like? Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. How should I look? Do you want, this. Me, do you want me to adjust myself? Or? <laughs> so, you know, and I was saying, like, in my 20s when I was in the, in the Navy, like, yeah. or even before then, you know, it used to just be fun. I was the fucking Jack the Lad jumping up on bar tables, <laughs> being an idiot. You know, yeah. same thing, looking for the last drink, and it could be warm, it could be, it could be anything, you know, yeah. and I was into it, and it was always fun. And then it became like fun with a few problems, like a handful of problems yeah. in, the, in, the, in the late 20s, yeah. early 30s. And, and now it's just a problem. So I never have, alcohol never agrees now. And it, it is something that I, I reach out to when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm totally overwhelmed right. and the pressure valve is like right on and I'm yeah. thinking, man, I cannot escape. And it's like, oh, I just have, I just have a couple of drinks and take the edge off takes the edge off, but I've gone from being Jack the Lad, life of the party, sitting, you know, getting involved, going out, grabbing the friends to the dude that's locked in his apartment, 
by himself wow. that has been at the end yeah. of the bar like that because you've crossed the thin red line that's exactly they right I've gone over and, and no longer so and then I realised I, I can't I can't have this in my world anymore yeah. I can't do what I'm here to do I'm, I will have a very short existence on this planet if I continue down this pathway wow. I've never I've never like and, and sort of just staring the ship a little bit back on the, the subject of suicide like I've, I've personally never had suicidal thoughts I've had very dark thoughts and kind of thought fuck is it is it really like what, what you know what's to live for like, really yeah. so I've had I've flirted with it but never thought okay I'm going to do it like this I'm going to do it like this so what what would so a question I would ask you guys like can you can you can you almost predict? Can you can you can you feel or see or get an idea that somebody's having suicidal thoughts? Like, is there a way to? It's a broad question. There's but, definitely signs, and yeah. Leon, maybe you could. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could go with a few. I think just a, a little story based on what you were saying then, Jamie. Which, um, yeah, I my brother, what he used to do, there it was a sequence. There was a pattern. We wouldn't speak during the week, and then we'd get to. Quarter to eight on a Friday night, he'd always call. I'm like, what the fuck's he calling for on a Friday night? Because Friday night football started at eight o'clock. I like oh. to get home, wind down, chill out, sit down and watch the footy. And he'd always call at quarter to eight. So he'd call at quarter to eight so he could chat for 15 minutes before the footy. But when he had called me, he'd always had, you know, six to eight beers. So he was happy. He was happy as Larry. So I had no reason to suspect that there was anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So this went on. This went on for years. So anyway, we would talk normally, chat. All was good, and you tell me how much you love me, and these kids are great. His wife is brilliant. But then I'd never speak to him all week, mm-hmm. and then he'd call. And the same pattern continued, and and then then all of a sudden I started getting angry, and I started saying, "Stop calling me at like late at night, man. Call me earlier or something. Can you call me at another time? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he, he wouldn't. He'd get all stroppy. He wouldn't call. But what I found out was. He would call then because that's when he was happy. It's the only time he could communicate to me was when he'd had alcohol. I was going to say, he's had a few beers. And it come unstuck one time, but unfortunately it worked it out too late. He come unstuck one day, it was nine in the morning and it was a Christmas morning and he had turned up and he was really odd. And I'm like, hey, Dino, how are you? Mary goes, hmm. He was really grumpy and I'm like, fuck, what's wrong with you, bro? He's like, nothing, nothing. And then I'm like, oh, whatever. Anyway, so I go, okay, do you want a beer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a beer, give me a beer. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we had a beer, go on, Skull. Had another beer, Skull. Hey, bro, how are you? He's man? back, he's he back. Come the personality change. Straight, yeah. straight away. So that alcohol was the only way that he could actually then communicate. Yeah. And whether yeah. it's marijuana as well, that was the same thing, man. Unless, unless people had their brekkie cones, lunch cones, dinner cones, yeah. they just couldn't communicate. So a lot of the people we aren't seeing, it's masked because someone behind the closed doors or you, or you meet these people in the pub or whatever and everyone's happy, they've had a few beers and they're laughing and joking. So we're not suspecting anything. But what I have learned, and I always say in my gym, I dictate what happens in my gym. I dictate the energy with my energy. So what, what, my, what I need to do is I need to make sure every day that I am full clean every day, that I'm 100% on song because when you have so many suicide people around you, you, you need to identify it. And you know what? The symptoms are in front of our face. Yeah. Every single one of them, and a lot of us, most of us are missing them. Yeah. Okay, one, because we're, we're, we're not in a great frame of mind ourselves. Yeah, that's in our own bubble. That's exactly it, yeah, and that's fine. But what I've learned is that if, if you ask enough questions, if you look at someone in the eye, looking at their body language, look at their response, are we getting very short answers? Good. Okay. Yeah. Look, look at their eye Runs, contact. Runs, you, yeah. you, you, you can tell. So when, when people you know take their life and people go, wow, I didn't suspect that, or I didn't see that coming, 
the signs were in front of you. They they gave you many signs. Yeah. You just weren't quite aware. Yeah. So so what I'm trying to do now, Jamie Carey, is actually go around educating people to understand the signs are there. We we're not observing. So so I got a little talk next week with the council. So I'll be talking to you know managers and CEOs and supervisors etc. From the council yeah. because they're on the top line. Yeah. So they're the ones with all the hundreds and hundreds of employees below them. Yeah. So these people at the top need to understand when their employees are down, flat, tired, short responses, coming into late, ringing on sick all the time. They're, you know, people aren't lazy or just not turning up. They probably could be struggling to get out of bed. They're struggling. It could yeah. be the, the right. anxiety and the depression makes it hard for them just to get up and face daily life. So, so, so why are we always just like, oh, this person or this, oh, their work's bad. They're always making mistakes. How about you pull them aside and have a chat to them and find out why. Maybe maybe they're not making mistakes. Maybe maybe they mean to make mistakes, but yeah. their head's elsewhere. Maybe they're just they're, they're, maybe they're struggling just to get by day to day. So instead of you know coming down hard, and this is what I want people to do is if you learn and understand this, yeah. you could actually sit back and the observations that you get if you sit back and watch your room, but sit in the pub, sit sit in somewhere, sit back and observe, and you watch me. You you can see who's up and who's down. You can pick it. Man, it's such good, simplistic yeah. advice. Yeah. Have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, somebody seems a bit off. Yeah, a yeah. bit patient. Be, yeah, a bit empathetic. Talk to them. That's such good yeah. advice, bro. Sorry, sorry, Kerry. Yeah, and and no, what you said about right. the empathetic, that was the amazing thing. If you actually sat down here and, you know, you sat with an individual and say, yeah. Jamie, yeah, you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you are, that person can sense straight away once they sense your energy. You and they give sense a genuine. Your, yeah, man. And straight away. to feel safe. That's to open. And it's about connection. Kerry, you just yeah. nailed it, mate. Yeah. That's exactly right. If I'm sitting here in a tie and a suit and my legs are crossed and I've just got, oh, Look at the quads on it though. Just, just, just look at the legs on it. <laughs> you barely, you barely yeah. get those quads over there, Russ. Hey? I'm There's a few squads on oh, legs yeah. here. I've been trying to get legs like that in my life. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Oh, that's all good. Yeah. But, but, but you know what I mean? It's it's that character just nailed it with the connection yeah. thing. And, and that is, and people that are, you know, are suicidal, have mental illness, anxiety, they're, they're attracted to the neurons from the energy that, that someone's got to put out. Yes. Like, you, you're the same. You're walking around bubbling and, and, and yeah. you do your videos, your posts, and I just go, man, that's mad. I love what this guy does. And and, and then, I, so I want to follow people with energy, and I can't wait to now follow all Kerry stuff since we met today yeah. for the first time, because that's what inspires me, and that charges my batteries. Every day, I want to be inspired by people that, you know, try and inspire others because I'm like, man, this is cool. All these people go, it's like so cool. Minded. It is, mate. It is. It is. And yeah. because when, when you're like this, like the three of us are, mate, there's going to be people down here that they, they're going to run, want to run off that energy. So then if these people run off our energy, then the people behind them run off their energy. So and true, all of a sudden, man. it's a domino effect of people that had no energy have come up. And if even they come up 5%, that's cool. Yeah. 5% is enough for them to drop that cloud a little bit. Okay. Come up a bit more. So for me, I always say the most selfish thing a human being can do is not look after himself because you are lacking the opportunity to maybe help somebody else. Yeah, you know so I mean? true. So man. if we're us three here, charge up even more. Yeah. I mean more. Mate, you'd be fascinated, mate. I'm telling you, watch your whole gym, mate. You'll have a gym full of charge. <laughs> and, and that is the secret, I believe, to getting people in the condition. Oh, here we get go. Into, get the guitars. Get the, get, the, the, get, the, get the saxophone. Give me a bit. Get the piano. I've got, I've, got too much, I've got the energy you need to go. We haven't got enough plates for Leon. It's a problem. <laughs> the greatest gift that we can give another person is authenticity. Yeah, yes. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. When we're authentic and we've dropped our guard 100%, yeah. then that 
enables someone else to feel comfortable enough to open up to us. Yeah, and that's and a good learning, isn't it, for everybody? Yeah, Just and try I, and yeah. drop the masks. We have so yeah. many. Well, most of us have. So well, your honesty many. just showed so much. Oh, so, yeah. so much great vulnerability yeah. and authenticity. Where you just straight away people will connect. Oh, that was yeah, didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then the person well, you connect with that person, the person, well, she, maybe I can talk about it too. You encourage them to open up as well. well you right? trust, you know, like yeah. immediately you come onto this level playing field where there's this amazing amount of trust. It's like, well, fucking hell, she's been open enough to literally open your heart and and be honest. You could no, you, you feel like you can sort of ride the coattails. You can join the journey, don't you? Yeah. And you know why? Because what other people think of me now is second to what I can do oh, to change another person's that. life. Mm. Wow. I, I, I mean, I, you obviously you care what your family and close friends think of you, but I'm not concerned about what people think about me. Yeah. And great my line. whole That's mission is line. to help. If I can help change or save one person's life, mm. then I'll put myself on the line all the time. Love it. But some, when you were talking, Lee, on something that, really was ringing loud in my head is loneliness mm. and I you know you often hear that saying um, um someone can be alone in a yeah. crowd yeah and that was that's been me my whole life yeah you know and people yeah. are like oh you've got heaps of friends you know but there's times often where I just feel like the loneliest person in the world we're in and a disconnected society that's right. really but you know it's just the stuff that's going on inside and I and you and even I felt like I don't know who I could talk to about this mm. and I've had a lot of people say to me well you look like you've got it all together you know and we my message is you don't know who's suffering Everybody needs encouragement. Yeah. Everybody needs encouragement. Yeah. yeah, even the people, like you said, that you, I mean, you're radiating health as is Leon. You yeah. Know, you, you guys look healthy. You got this beautiful, this beautiful hue about you. You know, it's great. And but you just, you just never know, do you? Even like no, a, um, I had a Robin Williams. You oh, know, that's like, right. Sorry to yeah. Out bring them alter the mood, but there you got a guy who makes the world smile. You know, yeah. makes the world laugh. And the guy, the poor bugger, you know, was suffering, maybe not feeling fulfilled, oh, you know, all no. those things. And you, but would you ever have picked it? <laughs> Never. I put a post up on LinkedIn about talking about let let your light shine because you don't know what person's in the darkness that might mm. need what you're giving. Mm. And I had a, a guy who was a manager of a huge company message me privately and he said, Kerry, I don't feel like I can come out of the dark. And yeah. I'm like... Are you okay? You know what? Now that comment in itself is a sign that someone's not. Yeah, there's a big red flag. There's a flag. And I said, do you, yeah. do you have you got anybody to talk to? And and his comment was, nobody expects me to have problems. Mm. I'm at the top yeah, of the chain. Which is what you were saying. About and I hear it from business leaders. owners and Absolutely. stuff at B and I meetings and stuff. They come up privately after, and I know they know I work in, you know, men's mental health and suicide prevention, and they're like, um, we're struggling ourselves. Yeah, and, and that's fascinating. They, they need to know that there's somebody that will listen could, when could, we're vulnerable. Yeah, could ask self. a question to both yeah. of you. So apparently, so I, I did a little bit of scratching around on statistics yeah. and things like that. Found two um, alarming statistics, and one of them was um, that more men commit suicide. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you four about, out of five are yeah. men. 
when there's there's a, a the granular version of the statistics so that is frightening so one is why why do you think um, more men commit suicide than females and the the um the second one that just absolutely no, no, there was a statistic on sexual assault right yeah um coming back to the alcohol thing yeah 95 percent yeah. of sexual assault alcohol is involved yeah Fucking no, hell, does somebody not just go, oh, that's pretty fucking alarming. Let's yep. do something about that. And alcohol and drugs are very present in most of the suicides. There's a, I'm like, fuck, do people not just a, People go, don't realise alcohol is a depressant. Yes. So many people that have suicided, and I'm not saying everyone, have alcohol in their system. Like, that is alarming. Like, if I use the, the, the example of... Um, uh, Port Arthur, the the, oh. the massacre. Oh. So that happens. The whole nation goes, holy fuck, what just happened? The leaders of this country, I think it was John Howard, it could be, I don't know if I can remember correctly. Like, that's it. Fucking no more guns. Yeah. No more guns. Done. You know, and and, and I know you can't just, well, maybe, you can, I, I don't know, but you, these statistics relating to alcohol, relating to suicide, relating to sexual assault, like they are serious. They're not like a, if it was anything else, mm. Oh, it's thirty percent. Oh, yeah. Maybe we don't have an issue. Maybe it's just an education thing. Yeah, we need Fucking ninety-five percent. The bottom. Ninety-five percent underneath. What's the problem so, buried under here? Yeah. So, 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 what you're saying is the reason for that. Remember, I go back to alcohol. It's a block. It's a mask. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so that they, obviously for someone to do such a traumatic thing to you talk a female or yeah. or kids, whatever they might do. Yeah. They're obviously psychologically not in a great place. So they've got their own demons anyway, so they're taking the alcohol to go with it, which goes with it, which yeah. only escalates it yeah. I, I, even more. So they're only going to go spiral downhill to get to the point where they're so far gone, where they think they're, it's, well, I don't know if I can say they're doing it, it's normal behaviour, but, yeah. but you find that that alcohol it just comes back to whether, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what illness it is, yeah. but alcohol is just going to trigger them even worse. Yeah. And, and that's why you'll find every event that there'll always be drugs and alcohol, shootings and stuff. It yeah. always comes into drugs, you know, gangs and stuff. My, um, my therapist, I go to a psychologist once a month, yeah. have done for many, many years. Yeah. And she, I can't right. remember the, the word, she said alcohol is, uh, is it myopic? My, myopic? Myopic? I can't remember. Basically, it, what, what she was saying was when alcohol goes in your system, because um, you know how they used to say uh, people speak their truth when they're drunk. You know that fallacy, yeah. they speak their truth. She's like, people don't speak their truth. People get fucking stupid. Yeah. Like they literally, their IQ goes out the window, their emotional IQ goes out the window, and most people can only focus on one thing. And I was thinking, where's she going with this? And she says, so an example, when the drink driver like just wants to get home, they're drunk, I just want to fucking get home. Everybody's hiding the keys and you've got the yeah. old mate, where the fuck's the keys, where's the keys? Yeah. You know, that guy, which used to be me many years <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. Fucking Jamie's trying to get his keys again. Um, you know, where's my keys? And, and to the example, because I actually asked her about the statistics, I was like, it's just crazy. And she said, well, when you think of it from this myopic point of view, when they, I hope I'm saying that word right, when they just think about one thing, Bloke goes to the nightclub, sees a lady that he likes. <sighs> Not too bad. No, a few more skewies, a few more beers, a couple of rumbos and coke. And by that stage, all he can focus on, his whole world, is the about that thing. woman. You know, he just wants to go with that woman. Ladies, you know, she, she gets drunk. She doesn't want a, a bar of him, but the bloke, he can't get it out. There's just one like, tunnel vision. And I found that really fascinating. And, and she just said, you pretty much... 
that you just totally focus on that one thing once you're intoxicated. You know what happens when people get drunk? Their frontal lobe goes to sleep. That's where the moral code starts. Mm, yeah. Yes. And so that's why you get people doing stuff drunk that they would never do sober. Mm. And uh, I mean, ice is another thing. I've counselled a lot of ice Oof. addicts. And the saddest thing about that drug is the after they've come down off it and they've had this realisation. Uh, and I've, I've counselled a lot of guys that have been ice users and it's, what have I done? And they have crossed every moral boundary that they ever set up for themselves because of the nature of the drug. Um, they, they have, they'd have a total identity crisis. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, that's, there's, there's another precursor for the suicide rate is shame yeah, yeah. as a result yeah. of what's done on drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You know, and, and my message and, and, you know, to people that come to me counselling or for help is... We're, we're never past the second chance. Mm, yeah. To, today is a new day and the rest of your life doesn't have to be the same as the past. God, people, I love that. People Unreal. need to know that. They need to know that That's they're not bound message. by their past. That's you a know. powerful message. And everyone has a story and everyone has a history. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Some, some worse than others about that. And, and that's with suicide, you know what I mean? Most of the time people have some sort of background or some stuff going on there, but there's always, and that's the biggest thing that in my role I need to, and people got to understand is that, okay, this is, this is it's happened from here to here, but now, you know, it's like I say, you just said it, Kerry, it's, it's a new day, there's a way forward. Yeah. There is always a way forward. Hope. Sun's going to come up. There is, mate. Up. And, and yeah. people will say, well, when, you know, well, that's too long, this and that, and you just got to let them understand that, you know what? Got your back, mate. I'm actually. Uh, well, just, just believe it, and just, just, just please, just, just stay with me, and I'll, yeah, and I'll get you over the line. And, and, and be the listener. Yeah. Be the listener. You have to be. And in my role, it, it goes twenty hours a day, mate. The phone does not stop. It literally can't stop wow. because I put my hand up, and and I am these people. My life, their life is in my hands. And I've taken that role on. So you always have to listen. You're you always damn. have to be there. Thanks, bro. And it's it's really, it's really, really tough. And, and and probably back to what you were saying earlier about these professionals and the, the CEOs and the yeah. and and the guys doing amazing and with a lot of pressure, a lot on their plate, and and naturally their life's working. And a lot of them can also have failed marriages and home life because they're they're working on a big business and they have a lot of pressure on them. And, and what I would always say to them individuals is that there's no self-care for them. That's and, it, and, exactly. and so they need yeah. someone, they need someone to educate these guys. And this is what I mentioned about the council. I've really got to get, letting them understand the importance of, if you're in a higher role, you, may, you need more higher self-care. Mm. And, yeah. and, and I always take an hour and a half, it's not much time, but it's, I'll, I'll duck home during the day, you know what, and I'll put the music on outside and I'll sit near the pool and, the, and, my, and my phone will stay inside. I don't want to look at it, yeah. and I just chill, and I, and I play my nice, like, I love country music, and I just put it on. Oh, and, and, and you notice I walked in here with music? Oh, I didn't I, I walk in here with music. Everywhere I go, I literally do not walk anywhere with music. Because it, because it makes me happy. Oh, yes. Is that yeah, Waylon exactly. Jennings? Yeah. <laughs> would be a Waylon Jennings there somewhere, mate. There would be, mate. I, I get the car. Was that the man in black? I get in the car, I crank that, the music up so high. That's it. That's kind of a bit of an outlet. It's yeah. huge, but people think, oh, I'm walking in the park. 
like you walk into a big meeting, a big corporate meeting, I've got my phone in my pocket, and they're like, what's that? It's music, mate. I can tell what are you doing? They're like, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is my warm-up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I, and I squat, like, lift big to, like, really chilled out songs. People are like, what's wrong with you? I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same, I'm, mate. I'm in the zone, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm oh, happy, yeah. you know? When I, run, when I run the big, long ultra marathons, I listen to Neil Young and all oh. that shit, and people are like, fucking hell, mate. Are you a Neil Young fan? Oh. Stop it. Like, I, 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 just, I just got a pair of Converse with a Neil Young portrait on the side. <laughs> <laughs> he's always he's trying to beat me. He's like, oh, you got two surfboards. Oh, I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> you got two guitars yeah. upstairs. I've got four. <laughs> I went, I mate, I went to uh, Strawberry Fields and they were oh, like, oh. I went there. I went there twice. <laughs> <laughs> Leon, <laughs> Leon's gone there at Christmas. No, and, and, no, as I'm, and as I'm singing it, there's this sign up: "Be quiet." Be quiet. Yeah, no roller, no rollerblades, no fucking, no no, no so fitness, my yeah. no carries, <laughs> no harmony. So I'm singing really quiet. <laughs> You know the strawberry field song, sing it really quiet. And I'm, yeah. and I'm looking around, is anyone looking at me? And there's a big silence. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is anyone looking at me? Oh, there's a sign there. Oh, just, but what a powerful place, man. And then you look over the little grassy hill and, you know, 50, 100 metres is the Dakota apartments where he was assassinated. Oh, and you're I just know, like, I know. Mate, yeah. I weeped like yeah. a fucking schoolboy. Can, like, can, I, can yeah. I tell you the terrible story why I didn't go? My family went. We actually, this is when we went to Hawaii, et cetera. And their first leg of the trip. two years ago? Yes, two years ago. The first leg of the trip was New York. Let's go here at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Taking his four circles. I'll go twice now. The reason why I didn't go, because two years ago was when I lost them two clients. And I was in the worst frame of mind that I've ever been in in my life. And I was actually working with a few other people um, that had, that OD'd multiple times. It was just a horrible time. And so I told my family, I'll meet you. I, I can't be away for four weeks. Yeah. I, can't leave, I can't leave the planet yet. I can't switch off. So I sacrificed two weeks to my holiday. I didn't meet up on the last couple of weeks, two and a half weeks I got. So I missed on the biggest John Lennon fan, you know what I mean, and Beatles. Yeah. And here I missed that leg because of... I don't know where my mind was. Yeah. I've got no idea yeah. where my mind was. Yeah. And if I'd be blatantly honest and I... And I'll put this in my book as well, and this is why I, I emphasise self-care so, so yeah. much because m- my parents read my book, right, and they rang me straight away, and they're like, what, 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 what's this? You went to kill yourself. Yeah. They're like, well, like, yeah, sorry, Mum, I, I didn't tell anyone. They're like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I, didn't, I, I, I had people falling down around me, and I was trying to save everyone. And I, at the time, I felt like I was alone. Trying, no one, someone help me, man. Someone help me. When was this, Leon? It was two years ago. Right. So two and a half years ago. Right. Now, in there, around that June yeah. part. So okay. I actually, I shut the gym. I actually, and I didn't share this story until I put it in the book. So people oh, read wow. my book and they're going, oh, "This guy's amazing. This guy's amazing. This guy." Well, copy for you too. Oh, awesome. And, and then all of a sudden, I get to, um, they get to near the end, and they read that I drove down to drive off a cliff. And, and I packed That's a whole heap of pills and stuff and, and, and I went to do it and for some reason oh, it wouldn't happen and my daughter's face was flashing, my brother's face was flashing in my face and then something happened and, I, and it just didn't happen. But I had all the intentions and I had all the pills. I'm like, that's okay, I won't drive off the bridge, but that's okay, I got the pills, I'll sort it out when I get there, you know what I mean? So I went out and got blind, so drunk, it wasn't funny. And then I had all the pills ready to go and, and something it just didn't happen and people like, 
but you're meant to be the strong person. You're meant mm. to be this and that. Yeah. I said, yeah. Well, that is what happens, my friends, if you don't look after yourself. Yeah. Period. So this is why I am bashing on people's heads, man. Please, 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 please. Baby, take my advice. You have to look after yourself. And, and if that gets up meditating 10 minutes in the morning, if it's if it's walking the dog, if it's going down the beach, if it's watching watching the sun come up, watching the sun go down, swimming, mate, whatever it is that you like, playing, playing guitar. Oh. That's a gratitude. Yeah. You just stay with the one thing, and 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 on that, I tell people too. You know what I mean? People say I speak about gracious and mean gratitude all the time, and they yeah. say, "Well, you know what, Leon? I am great." This is depressed people. As they say, you know, I am, I, I I am grateful for this, and I said, "No," and I, I don't believe you. They're like, "But I'm grateful for my house." No, you're not. I said, "I don't believe you because you got depression, so you can't be grateful," because science actually says that you cannot be you cannot be gracious and be depressed at the same time. Okay, the anti there, they go against each other. Yeah. So literally, if someone like I talk and, and people used to always say, "Yeah, why do you put your hand on your heart when you talk?" Because that's what fucking gracious means. I talk like this, man, because that's why I'm talking from my heart. That's what I'm. Half the time, I don't even know what I say. And when I'm talking, you know, I could talk for hours and hours on a topic. I don't even know what I would say at the end because I'm not talking, man. It's just the heart's just gone. It's just put straight out and it's open and honest and it's authentic. What you mentioned before. God damn. Whoa. You know what I mean? Right, so, that is so the self-care is bad. I can't emphasize enough. And I tell you, it works, mate. And anyone depressed, here's the golden rule I'm telling you people out there, is that it works day by day, but it's it's a skill. Depression and, and anxiety, they're, they're skills. We're not born with it. Mm. There's a very small percentage that are behind that just have bad luck. That, that that's that's very unfortunate. But most of us. We learn these skills. We can unlearn them. So it takes when you diet. You don't. You know. You don't. When you want to diet for or get yourself in shape, or you get ready for an event, for example. You know yeah. what I mean. One of your big fifty k runs. What you don't train for two days and you're ready. Yeah. You're grueling, man, for months on end, man. So and you got to do day in, day out. Turn up when you don't want to turn up. Mm-hmm. So depression is the same thing. You're starting here. You have to do it every single day. You have to work on yourself every single day. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, whatever it is, and then just keep going. And by that, you actually then all of a sudden get good at self-care. And that is how people overcome. Everyone's overcoming depression, don't you? People are overcoming it, getting involved and and actually getting it. But you can come out of it. You literally, every single person can, but you have to work on it every single day. And that's where a lot of people are dropping short. They're like, oh, yeah, I did that, this and that. No, I need you to do it for the next six months. And I guarantee you on my heart, in six months' time, you're going to be way better up here you're going to start here, you're going to be here. Yeah, you've got to get there, but you're way better off in, the, in that six months than you were six months prior. Ugh. I think people have to show us or show people, though, uh, uh, that there is a different way. Yeah. Because when I, so at 18, I actually planned to commit to, to take my life. And I'd been suicidal for, for three or four years before that. Oh, wow. And I finally woke up this day and I had no, I was totally stripped of all hope. And I heard a loud voice say, don't do it. If you hang on a bit longer, you'll find happiness one day. And I grew up with a faith. I believed that that was, you know, the voice of God stopping me, you know. Um, And I called Alcoholics Anonymous and and I thought if that doesn't work, but that was my last stop. And so I haven't had a drink since that day. (sighs) But I had lived with a black cloud hanging over my head every single day. And it continued for a long time into sobriety. But it was only that other people showed me that I could overcome depression. So it wouldn't matter what joy or happiness was going on around me, 
I just had this black cloud hanging over me, you know, and I think a lot of it was related to fear. Mm. Yeah. I had yeah. deep fear. Like I was riddled me. with fear. Nobody would, I can't even put into words or describe the pain and, and how bad the fear was. That was, I was, I was so traumatised by fear, you know. Mm. But when I would hear people get up and share their stories of how they overcame fear and how they overcame depression, and like you were saying, the things that they put in place to do that, uh, I knew that if it could happen for them, then it could you happen for me. You started believing as well. That's it's it. powerful, isn't it? That's why I started Stories of Hope Australia. Oh, can I, how, and how's that black cloud now? Like how, how, I how, don't have a black cloud now. Oh, so, so someone that's the, been... The, the shirt's not in yeah. the black cloud getting and, around here. And so someone that's been through such traumatic adversity is the perfect example of what we just say now is that anyone can come out of it. At the time, you don't see it, they no, do. That's and, and that's the biggest that's thing people thing. say is that, you, yeah. I, you know, I can't, I'll do the, I, I'm too far gone, I'm done, I, I, I can't see it. And, and all they need is that individual, that person to sit here and listen to them and, and let them know that I've, I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm here for you. And, and then when that person all of a sudden, they think, my God, I've got someone. Somebody's that's got my It goes a long way, man. And you know what? I'm yeah. sorry. No, you what, go, Kerry. Do you know what? What was huge, a huge thing for me in my recovery from um, depression was even though I was struggling myself, when I could start to get my mind off myself and onto someone else. Like a service base. Yeah. So instead of becoming self-focused, I became others-focused and I purposely became others-focused. And what when I'm feeling bad, what can I do for someone else? And that was just like medicine to the soul. It gets me up in the morning. First thing is, was it today? I'm excited about whose life can I help change today? And it's just and I think that's a beautiful so thing joy. about what, what we do. I mean, we all have so different, different connected. Yeah, yeah, different different yeah. roles, but we have got a service role. We've got something yeah. to give yeah. and not get from That's the world yeah. there was something you said bro that totally totally moved me and I, but, I, but I didn't want to go oh, oh yes yeah. yeah. you're on fire I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not mucking around with those things <laughs> but Leon said something guys and I, it caught me out because I thought oh he, he you actually begged begged he mm. used the word beg begged people to put an emphasis on self care okay yes. to look after yourself yeah. guys if you didn't hear it you need to rewind because the man himself begged you to please, you know, to five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can do, take care of yourself 100%. and look after yourself. And I, I was moved by Thank that, bro. I sat there and I thought, oh, you're just a champion. Like, to begging people. And Kerry, like, just what you've shared today has been absolutely incredible. I cannot believe your level of authenticity, honesty, warmth, your message. You, you, you touch me profoundly and it just... You're amazing. Thank Absolutely you, amazing. Um, I agree. And I really am. Yeah. Thank I love you. it. Oh, yeah. I'm you. like, wow, man. That's a, that, that, that is a story of adversity. And I'll speak of adversity a lot and just going, wow, that's that's another level. Yeah. And then to sit here, you know, stand tall yeah. and, and be willing to share the story because there's a lot of people, man, that are going to see this and you've just given hope, Kerry, oh, to, to a lot of God. people, man. That's awesome. <clears throat> and that's what I want to do. I want to be a voice. For the vulnerable, I want to stand up. Are. I want to share yeah. my story. I want to speak wherever yeah. I can to yeah. bring hope. And I just want to really honour you, Jamie, for yeah. being vulnerable. 
Like Thank to you. opening up to me, you know, with what you're doing. Like people, you said before, people would look at you and think, oh man, you wouldn't struggle. Yeah. But for you to be so vulnerable to open up to me on Facebook, you didn't even know me, mm. and say, hey, I've, I've battled with that as well. Like yeah. I have so much respect for you. For God, that. mate, I had never yeah. seen like it. And you know, you know how some things really speak to you, and it's like a, they're just just straight down the line, and it gets you in the and the soul somewhere deep in your soul, you feel it, and that 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 was it for me. I was right. like, oh man, I don't know this lady, but I've got to reach out. It made such my a, day. But you you to gave such a beautiful response. Touched yeah. one person. You know, at Stories of Hope, we, I say <clears throat> all the time it's all about the ones because if we can change one person's life, we don't know what world changer that one person's going to go on to be. Oh, lordy lord. I think when you engage with people as well, and, and I, I engage with a lot of people, and 12, 12 months ago, blatantly honest, like, don't cut, I'm not, I'm not a cuddler, like, seriously. No, no, I just dislike <laughs> cuddling. I didn't cuddle my wife, it's pretty, I've got 18 years of pre <laughs> However, back to that <laughs> However, on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and after a few beers, yeah. I was like, I'm like, couple of skewies, yeah, like, get involved, you know, just a little bit. Yeah. But I, because I'm more, I'm like, I'm bleeding, I, I, I'm, I'm pleading and I'm begging now for people to take my advice on board and, and I'm begging that much to the point where when I'm engaged with individuals and, and I'm getting my message across and they're listening and, and and I'm giving them like what, three, four cuddles in an hour or something oh. like that. And I'll tell you what, mate, but you can feel that cuddle back yeah. and you can feel they hang on, man. It's it's not just a, you know, like a high oh, man. But yeah, but there's my soft side has come out because yeah. again, I'm just trying so hard to change things and and that connection just given someone that cuddle and let look at them in the eye and, and, and letting them know, man, you know, man, I'm got you, man. And and that I believe will go so much further. Than, than than anything else, man, and so that's that 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 is my key, man. Is just connecting people again, man, yeah. bringing everyone together from this disconnected society because it's yeah, it's a worry, man. And but the slowly, it's happening, man. Yeah, it's happening it, because you know it. you know beautiful people like you guys are you know starting this, Jamie. And I'm so appreciative, and, and hearing your care, your story, Kerry, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm blown away, man. I'm blown away, and I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm so, and, and I'm charged up now. More, more. <laughs> I feel sorry for more. a client at 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get a flogging. I walk in the door and I'll, I'll go home and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just chatting I'm loud and, and my daughter's just like, Dad, shut up. And my wife's like, what are you doing, man? I don't know, man. Just something. Just, just circling the house or playing soccer with the dog or something like that. Oh, but love this it, is man. what charges people up. Yeah, yeah. I know, man. Yeah, Connecting and getting out and talking and being open and it's, it's amazing, man. And you guys probably too, we probably walk out of here pretty happy, pretty buzzed. Oh, I'm ready to run the I feel great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm well and truly. Can I share two minutes on something? On, I know you, we, we're, we're probably trying to close. No, you're right. You go just for it, Just when Leah was talking about the hug, you know, I've, I've read recently and, and I mean, I knew this, but it releases endorphins. When 100%. You hug someone. And I... Um, Probably, I don't know, about seven or eight years ago, um, my hubby and I were working on this or with this organisation called Rosie's at Calandra. And Rosie's take a van out and they feed the homeless. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And we did that for a year. And on my first night, there was a lady there and I struck up a conversation there and she shared to me how she was totally disconnected from her entire family and that she had a little kitten that came in her window and 
kind of saved her life. And anyway, I just was really caring towards her and listening to her. And after two hours, we were told, don't touch the patrons. So you're not allowed to have any physical oh, right. connection, just yeah. a safety thing, you know. Yeah. And she asked me at the end if, if I if she, she could say, can I have a hug? And I'm like, stop that, don't touch the patrons. Yes, bring, I'm going to, I'm going to give her bring a hug. And I gave her a hug and tears just started streaming down her face. And she said, do you know, I haven't actually had physical affection with anybody for about eight years. Oh, wow. And she was like, I'm just broken. And, and she said, you don't know what, what that hug has meant to me tonight. And, and, I, and I just went home and I was just like, oh, it just filled me with so much joy. To know that just a small thing like that can make such a difference in someone's life. Funny, most and everything I do is actually non-research. Everything I do is actually from experience, yeah. and everything that I do, and people go, "Well, where'd you come up with that?" And I'm like, "You know what, man? I just figured out that that's what that person needed." And then all of a sudden, people will say, "Oh, well, I've read that this is the data." And a lot of the stuff I talk about is actually scientifically proven, but I wouldn't have had a clue before yeah. that because I'm a, I'm a tradesman brain. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a just a proactive and just make stuff happen and. Yeah, again, if you're identifying, you're working out that injury, well, like I said before, where that person is, yeah, you, you, you know what they need. Because you go, you, you, you're, you're a man of your heart, yeah. you're a man of your word, and you, you go on with your intuition, what you feel. That's exactly, you, you play what's in front of you. Mate, you're feeling it, and that's, I, I think that's a great guiding light. I think a lot of us, again, put those masks, put those barriers in the way, and we don't allow ourselves to feel anymore yep. and then you get people like yourselves that, that are all heart that are all soul there it's all on the table for everybody to see and so therefore i think it makes it a you know you can't help but be caught up in that enthusiasm it's infectious yeah. you end up being part learn of it. to give you know what spend spend your life giving like you guys do and you watch what happens mate you know you, you watch things will just come back around and that old saying yeah, that's it right. is it is so true and it just happens and you and the, and the more you give the more they give, and that is the number one rule. Also, how to get out of depression, start giving. Yeah. To, 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 yeah, to, to finish off, I said this, I don't know if I've, you've seen last week, I posted this young guy coming to me that was highly suicidal. Anyway, seeing this person, this person, I sat down with him for an hour, mate, and all of a sudden he's, mate, we were, we were high-fiving, mate, we were cuddling this and that. And before he left, I said, I said, bro, I need you to do one thing for me. I said, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, will you do it for me? I looked him in the eye, he goes, mate, I'm gonna do whatever you say. Or are you going to go down the local nursing oh, home? Oh, I, 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 yes, I saw this. Awesome. I was really moved Awesome. By that. And I said, so you're, you're going to go find Mrs. Jones. Oh, He's looking at me go, I'm saying, AKA, just go find that reception. Go find out which elderly person in here has no visitors, no friends, yeah. and, and, and is lonely. Find out where they are. Go knock on the door. Sit down and tell them you were like a chat and you'd like to know all about their life. He did it, mate. He literally Whoa. sat there and he did that for 15 minutes, man. And the guy walked, he walked out. At first he was thinking, this guy's a loony, you know. But then, no, I'm a loony, not, not the only person. I'm a loony, that's a fact. And he, but he walked out and he goes, wow, he goes, you know, I, she smiled. Leon, the lady smiled and she goes, God, wow. God I, I walked all the way home. I thought, you know, I'd walk half an hour home. And I, I was just a self-satisfaction. I said, now do that every day. Yeah. Give and something all of a every day. Yeah. There you go. You got a mission. That's exactly yeah. it. And now his mind is what you mentioned. His mind is switched off 
him, him yeah. and onto on others. Yeah. Onto given. Best way to Versus. overcome anxiety as well. That's when you walk right. into a crowded environment, focus on individuals, don't focus on you. Yeah. Because that's what, what you're yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not what I yeah. get. Sim- sim- simple tools, man, but but almost very, very simple guy, but simple works. Yeah. Uh, don't overcomplicate things. No, don't try and outsmart your common sense, is what I like yeah. to say. Oh. Guys. I, I can't even begin to say how happy this makes me. Oh, oh, I'm going to watch out out there when I get out on the floor. Righto, everybody. Hug it out. Wait, oh, we need to do this before you go Mark and do it. your challenge, mate. Oh, I'm dead no. set, mate. I'm dead set. You get, 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 it, get into a chat room, get it going. Mate, I'll tell you what. Come to Leon, hugs, bit of a cuddle. We'll we'll I'll be good to go. We've got a record going on oh, here, mate. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, where can people find you, Leon? So if anybody's out there that they, they uh, you know, they're, they're caught up with your enthusiasm, they love your message, they've taken her on board, you begged them to look after themselves, where do they find the man yeah, himself? You, you, oh, that's my young fella, he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where did you know, find out about this Body by Leon? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much at the website, just all the W's, bodybyleon.com.au is probably the most simplest these yep. days. Um, you can find me on Facebook, on just my name, Leon Stenson. I'm very active on there. Yeah. They're probably the two bit of Instagram, but they're, they're the probably two where you'll find me, and obviously you can connect from them. From the Love users. it. Best trainer on the Sunshine Coast, this man over here. I do one. Via the Sunny Coast Daily, God bless him. No, yeah. one, one of the best, if not the best team. This Thank man. you, man. And we've got the lovely Kerry. Kerry, how do people get hold of you? You... Oh, where, where do we start? How do we get so out of here? Facebook is probably the best stories of hope in capitals, Australia. Order the book. Yes. You can order the book, www.storiesofhopeaustralia. No, sorry. www.storiesofhopeaustralia.com. <laughs> that's awesome. That's why I just say all the W's. It's so much easier. Right, yeah, I think or on Amazon. I think seeing as the band has got back together, I think we need to hug it out, but we oh. do a group hug. What do we reckon? Kiss the chairs out of the way. Let's make it as weird as possible. Um, oh, you got to hold it for five seconds minimum, though. Oh, brilliant. Okay, because if you disconnect for the five seconds, it's, it's unauthentic. The Pure oh, Jamie Milne Podcast. podcast.